0: Here and Now Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to my first podcast. My name is Jason Phillips and my company is Here and Now Marketing Solutions, marketing that provides instant results for Vancouver Island businesses. I'm joined today by Leah Tremaine, who is a marketing ninja guru and has been for 16 years. 16 years in the marketing business. Now, when I say ninja, I'm being quite literal, right? Yes. Yeah, tell me about uh, your actual ninja skills. Well, I've been
1: training in jujitsu for nine years. I'm a brown belt oh, wow. and uh, I compete and I compete in Las Vegas and I'm a two-time world master champion. So watch out.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so an actual marketing ninja guru uh, on this podcast, Lee and I will be discussing online advertising and digital marketing. Uh, specifically pertaining towards businesses on Vancouver Island. And that's where you deal mostly, right, with your...
1: Yeah, most uh, actually all the marketing that we do with businesses is on Vancouver Island. We do a lot of video work throughout uh, the province of British Columbia, but marketing seems to specifically locate itself on Vancouver Island, which is our home base.
0: Cool. So we're going to discuss some common massive mistakes we see businesses make and where improvement is most needed by... Um, by a lot of companies in general, uh, but before we get into it all, just tell us other than the ninja skills, like tell us a little bit about you and your company, and uh, we could do a separate podcast maybe for all the awards you 've won, but uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about that
1: sure, so Tremaine media has been in business for about sixteen years. We started as an educational uh, content creator when DVDs were king, which they obviously are no longer. So we pivoted and ma- then we started making videos for other people, but then a recession hit. And so we saw companies all around us dying, so we started diversifying. And because of this path, we became a full-service media company. So we started doing print, we started doing branding, we started doing um, whatever anybody needed in the form of media. And people used to know what to do with media. And suddenly, well, I guess not so suddenly, but over time, media changed. And people didn't know what to do with their media pieces that we were giving them. So then we had to become fluent in marketing. So because we became fluent in marketing, then we started offering marketing services because we were previously able to give pieces of media, to the companies who then gave them to other providers to do their advertising. But with the digital media landscape coming in so strong, people were really struggling with what should we do, how should we do it. And that's where we stepped up and stepped in and started doing marketing as well.
0: Cool. And, yeah, as for my business, I'm just starting up. Uh, but I come into a business and look at what's being done, identify where their biggest area of opportunity is, and uh, and then that business can decide whether they want my services um, so let's talk about clients really quickly uh, for those prospective clients of yours that uh, might not even know their prospective clients. Provide a quick profile of businesses that you help and work with.
1: Yeah, when we started, we worked with everybody. And, and that's not tenable in the long term because you don't, you don't um, gain any expertise in specific areas. So over the years, we started uh, seeing our niches and what our niches are. And our niches are large business and industry, uh, government, and education, and then a small to medium-sized business, who we don't work with are really tiny businesses. So those lone wolves that think that they can do it all by themselves, they sometimes call us and need help, but they don't really want us in a long-term capacity. Just the
0: one or two quick jobs or something.
1: Yeah, and we, it's too hard on us because we want to do the best we can for everybody to do that. So, so uh, another simpler way to look at it, rather than the niches, because that can expand to to a lot of different types of businesses, is are you a communications manager? If you are a communications manager, we are there to make you look like a rock star. That is our only job. We need to give you everything that you need because you are in a hugely demanding job in large industry capacities, and you need photos. You need these HRs phoning you because they need job ads. Somebody else is phoning you because they're doing a presentation, and you need video of that and on and on. So for communications managers, we become your right hand and we make you look like rock stars. We're quite hidden in the background, but you're delivering, delivering, delivering because you have a a huge funnel of work that needs to be done and it's impossible for you to do all on your own. And so that's one of our favorite types of clients. Now for a small business, it can even be a business of one, if you're willing we become your communications manager so you Trust us, you work with us. We work with you on strategy, so we're not going in blind. We're working with you on planning, so we're not just doing these one hit kind of wonders and hoping that there's results. We become your communications team, and we're working in the background to make you successful, to give you clients, to bring you more business. So I think that's the easier way for us to split up how and who we work with Mm. and and it makes sense to a lot of people now those people that just want one or two pieces of marketing we just can't do that anymore because we want to know what the strategy is we want to know your business we want to know your customers we want results and we want success and that's not going to happen if we're just doing an ad for you here and there
0: yeah Yeah, and that kind of overlaps with my business a little bit because I I can provide the one or two solutions. You know, if I see one or two things that that someone can um, really, really profit on, you know, maybe you need to get a better website or get a website. Um, But yeah, I'm just starting up and I'll come in and see what's done, identify their uh, biggest area of opportunity.
1: Yeah. And I think that's really valuable. I think that's needed with small businesses. They need someone like you that's going to come in and hold their hand and just fill those few gaps and let them run for a little while. And then you're building trust and you're building relationship. They're going to come back to you when they need other things. And so I think there is room for that. and, And a lot of smaller businesses, especially on Vancouver Island, need somebody like you.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for saying what kind of uh, services do you actually offer like what are kind of your your primary things that uh, like, like you said before you're a full service like what what are some of those services that include
1: yeah well we like to start if we if we're moving into uh, a marketing capacity so we're going to help you get clients or we're going to help you get more business we want to start out with strategy sessions. So those are one-on-one workshops or we're working with your team. Sometimes uh, recently with a client, they have a corporate brand that comes out of Quebec, but they didn't have their a local brand, a, a really grounded local brand. So we did a brand workshop with them called Nest to Wings and went through a day long process and created this beautiful brand book for them. Mm. So that, that, sets the tone for all of their marketing that they're doing locally, because corporate can cover so much, but we still need to have a distinct presence on social and other, other areas. And then we build a marketing strategy over the year. Now, for that same client, they have a rough calendar, and then we're filling in those gaps. We're working with them, they're posting, but we're also posting, we're also providing assets, mm-hmm. which play in the store, as well as on Instagram stories, on Facebook, stories, We're doing promotions. We're doing things that are very integrated with them. and uh, that's a great way to work. And besides that, if we're not working in marketing and we're working at perhaps giving a communications manager's uh, manager a series of assets, then we tend to do a lot of video. 70% of what we do is video. Video Mm -hmm. is king right now, and that's always been our wheelhouse. So we really want to continue doing that. We do that for education, government, and crown corporations and industry where they have an they have an internal team that's doing the marketing so we're just throwing them assets to put out into the world so those are those are primarily what we're doing and then once we have for those clients where we're doing marketing once we have that strategy in place once we understand their voice their tone the personas of the people that they're working with then we're we're custom-making assets for their marketing and then also executing on that marketing.
0: Yeah. And I guess... Thinking about my business, I don't deal with an, uh, video as much as you guys probably do, although it's a super important part of, uh, you know, everyone's watching videos these days. Uh, but in, just ensuring businesses pr- are providing the right messaging that connect with their customers because people do see, you know, what thousands of messages every day kind of thing. And um, just making sure that their messaging actually gets that attention and connect. So when you're looking at businesses around Vancouver Island specifically, what are a couple of the most common mistakes you see businesses make in their marketing?
1: Yeah, the most common mistakes people make in their marketing is not doing marketing (laughs) or thinking that what they're doing is enough. Um, We have a lot of people on the island with businesses that are incredibly busy and they think, okay, I'm doing enough. Uh, I'm super, super busy. What if we hit a recession? Things are going to change. Mm -hmm. What if the economic landscape changes? What are they going to do? It's really difficult to play catch up once your business turns a little bit sour or the economy turns a little bit sour or something happens and you have to deal with a communications nightmare. It's, it's, it's difficult, if not almost impossible, to play catch-up at that point. So if, if you're thinking about marketing, you're thinking about it long-term, and even though you feel you have enough customers now, to have a presence, to have a voice, to have authority, to have, um, to have, a, to, to have people know about you uh, will really serve you well if things change. And life is changed, so things will change. Mm-hmm. So that's one big mistake.
0: And one thing I see along with that is that, you know, a lot of these smaller businesses too, they try to do a lot of their online marketing on their own. And they're you know they're running a full time business uh, both online and offline right and there's just so much that you have to know there's a ton of updating and constant hard work um, and they spend a lot of hard hours trying to make the social media work for them but they're just not getting the results they need because they're putting effort into the wrong areas or uh, or it's just too much work that they can't do that and run their business you know absolutely
1: so, yeah. oh my gosh so I'm at an art gallery event and there's a group of lawyers there that want to do business with us mm-hmm. and one. One of the lawyers is like, I'm great at social media. I'm gonna do the social media, and 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 his partner, she's like, no, that's we want to hire Tremaine to do this. And he's like, well, I'm gonna do it myself. And I'm like, I bet you're amazing. I bet you're incredible. But your billable hours are different than our billable hours. Yeah. You you're charging out at $150 to $300 an hour. Should you be doing social media when we can do it for uh, you know, a pittance compared to your billable hours? Yeah. It's not a good use of your time.
0: Yeah. And so, I hope he's a better lawyer than uh, you know, a social media guy too, you know, like <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> do, do what you're good at kind of thing, right? Yes. So.
1: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I think you bring up a really good point is if you want your business to grow, you're working on your business. You're not doing the little things in the business. Yeah. I see that mistake with bookkeeping. I see that mistake across the board, and those businesses don't grow if you can't delegate. You're not going to grow. You can only do so much in a day. So, uh, delegating is huge. Yeah.
0: And what else? Any any other common mistakes? You oh, see?
1: absolutely. Uh, another one is no strategy. So we have people coming to us, and they are fair sight. We we had one. Uh, one, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but no, we no had one no client. Name names. No, I, I just about <laughs> did. But we had one client come to us, our possible client come to us, and they wanted us to do these specific things. And, and there's two mistakes they made. One is they micromanaged the design, and two is they refused to step into doing strategy. So we were kind of moving forward blindly. Hmm. So we don't like moving forward without strategy, Also, micromanaging design. Once a client, unless you have a background from an arts college, once you start micromanaging design, you often wreck the design. Mm. So I've had to have, I call it reading the client, the riot act. When they send me their Photoshop version of what they think their logo should look like, and it's an abomination, I have to sometimes read them the riot act and, and really let them know that uh, what they're doing, we can continue on that path, but our name can't be associated with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with us, yeah. and it's not good. No. And, and I have to be really blunt about that with clients sometimes. It rarely happens, but sometimes. So micromanaging design is a huge mistake. Micromanaging website design, micromanaging web design, uh, Micro, micromanaging print design micromanaging uh any you know the video we tend not to get micromanaged people just love it yeah. so much but uh yeah well
0: just, especially when you're getting into a little bit of the bigger leagues too one wrong message you know one wrong thing with the with the branding and uh, you've set your branding back years you know like yes uh, yeah just terrible mistakes sometimes being made there yes and inconsistencies yeah
1: so I think the other the other thing is a lack of patience. So people want to see results really quickly. Right. But we're helping you create a presence online and it's like networking. Uh, back in the day we all had to be seen face to face and those relationships build over time. So if you're a Rotarian, you're involved in the chamber, you're involved in all the community groups, you're going to see the same people over and over and they're going to think of nobody but you for your, for their business. So of course they're going to hire you. Well, now we have to do that digitally. So you're creating that presence, you're creating that authority And most of all, you're creating that trust. Mm. So you do that over time, and you need patience. You need to understand that those results might not hit right away. Now, luckily, we did have a client who moved from newspaper to digital marketing, all in with us, all out from the newspaper, and they could see results really, really quickly. They did not get the dip that they were expecting from the switchover. Right. but marketing happens over time. Uh, another another thing besides patience is measurements. So the reason we're coming up with strategies is because we want to be able to measure results over time. But we also want to be iterative. We want to be we want to be working with their campaigns. As they're happening, we're doing testing, we're seeing the results, we're adjusting as the campaigns are going on. So besides patients, we also need to deal with this like a living thing that we need to, to uh, help grow over time.
0: Yeah no that's really good, and uh, for those of you who uh, you know are listening and uh, not a little bit worried about the instant results and yet my company is promising instant results, let me just say that that 's only because I look at those glaring errors sometimes that uh, businesses have, and just you know one little one little switch here or there, and uh, you know there can be definitely some instant results there so that's uh, in case you're getting a little bit worried about the uh, how I can promise instant results with uh, with the service I provide. Ah, I see. <laughs> well,
1: and that makes sense to me because you're filling in gaps. Yeah. If, so, if you walk into a business and they have not claimed ownership of Google My Business, oh, and yeah. they have not worked with that ecosystem and, and totally leveraged that, you can walk in and do that. And you're like, I'm going to set up Google My Business. I'm going to give that to you and put it in your hands yeah. and you're going to control it. And it's automatically and, and quickly going to increase their business. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. So yeah, it's a, it's a combo and, and trust. I think the biggest thing for us is trust. When a client trusts us to create what they need and, 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 and to work with us and to know that we have their best results in mind, and they trust us to move forward in that, knowing that we're the experts in all these different areas because we hire the experts in all these different areas. We don't, I don't pretend to know everything, but each person has their own uh, specialty. And, and that trust goes a long way. And sometimes we'll get a client and they're questioning every invoice. They're questioning every job that we do. And that's not a good fit for us. So we'll break up with them yeah. or often they'll break up with us because they can feel that tension. Yeah. But, yeah. but then I see them move to other agencies and I see failure in that yeah, as yeah. well. There still
0: so, isn't that trust there or anything? Yeah. That yeah. trust is huge. Yeah. And uh, so kind of a similar question along that you know we talked about uh, what are the some of the common mistakes you see, but where do you see the most improvement needed when you think about the Vancouver Island business marketing landscape uh, where's the most improvement needed what's what's really lacking um, you know
1: Well, don't,
0: don't know where you want to go with that, but <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a tough one there's there's I think some of it comes through education, so uh, three or four years ago we were even five, six years ago, we were doing a lot of workshops, right. free educational workshops saying this is what's going on in digital marketing. This is what's going on in video on the web. This is going what's going on in different platforms. So people could understand what's going on and then respond to that either internally on their own or to hire somebody like you, Jason, or like Tremaine Media. So... What was your question? <laughs>
0: uh, just where is the most improvement needed? Oh
1: yeah, so yeah. the so the improvement is still needed in that education, education piece. Education, and you're providing
0: that through workshops and well,
1: stuff. Well, we right? were, we don't yeah. do it anymore because people are catching up. But still, something like Google AdWords. Right. There's there's the yellow pages, and I've seen uh, clients of ours have showed us the spreadsheets of the words that their keywords that they're using, yeah. and has shown us uh, how. How the uh, AdWords is being set up by Yellow Pages, and it's a set it and leave it. And, and yep. They they did buy some AI out of uh, out of somewhere in Asia to uh, work with the results, but I got to see that as well, and and it was really clunky when they first brought that out. So when we're working with Google AdWords experts, they are responding daily. If not more, mm. to the data coming in and adjusting what they're doing to suit that data, they're not setting it and leaving it. So, if I'm a group of lawyers and I have the yellow pages doing my AdWords, how effective are those are those AdWords? They don't know because they don't understand. Yeah. So then, when I'm talking to them, I need to to educate them about what the differences are between somebody who's who's deeply involved in AdWords and who's going to iterate on that data daily versus someone who's going to set it and leave it. So there's still gaps in education. So people are trying, but they don't always know what they don't know, mm-hmm. which makes it difficult for them to make the right decisions. So so I think that's, that's yeah, a gap. Yeah,
0: education is huge. For my part, uh, you know, dealing with some of the smaller companies and stuff like that, I see a lot of businesses that just need to get in the game. And, uh, you know, the online marketing game I'm referring to, uh, you know, that's where the traffic is. And if you're a business in Camp River, you're not going to go buy a billboard on some farm in Alberta, you know, like you're going to go where the traffic is. So I get really perplexed when businesses feel comfortable spending a ton of money with a company like Yellow Pages, uh, but they neg- neglect Google or Facebook or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so local businesses really need to go where the traffic is, and, and sometimes they just need figuring out how to get there, and that's kind of that education piece a little bit too. But let's talk money, and that's uh, this is one of the last uh, things we'll talk about today, because uh, that's what matters in the world of business is the money. So many local businesses are conscious about costs, um, even though they see the benefit of marketing, and uh, they don't like you know these huge costs that come along with the the marketing price take. So, how can businesses ensure they're getting the best bang for their buck out of their marketing dollars? Whether they're with you or with me or any any marketing company, what would you say to how to get the best buck out of your marketing?
1: Yeah, I would say that you need to make sure that whomever you're dealing with in media and marketing, uh, well, in marketing specifically, there's a strategy that measures results. So you're getting. Results. We're we're writing, um, what would you call them? I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't believe <laughs> you're gonna have to edit this part out. But we oh, reports. Yeah. I, I can't believe I forgot that word. Yeah. So we're writing reports for our clients monthly, yeah. and it shows them all the data that's coming in about how their campaigns are doing, and we try to put that in simple language, provide a lot of graphs, provide things that they can see and measure. So. That's I forget your question now. Sorry. I'm totally fading (laughs) at the end of this podcast.
0: Yeah. It's just the best bang of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for
1: sure. For sure. It's measuring and seeing results because you can take, uh, you can get a newspaper ad and newspapers still show up at every house. And, but where's your measurement? Sure. Like, where is your, where is your results? How do you know
0: you're getting uh, results for what you paid for there, right?
1: That's a lot of them are going straight into the recycling bin, but you can't measure that. Yeah. So yeah, just, just look for results and, and ask for reports yeah. and look at how you're doing compared to how you were doing. If you, if only comparing against yourself, but also you can compare against other businesses as well.
0: Yeah. And, and for my part, like it's, sometimes it's a ton of work to provide those results. So, you know, working with the smaller businesses and stuff like that, uh, I mostly just look at the bottom line and just making sure that bottom line uh, rises, you know, that still results, making sure that uh, that you're getting more uh, after working with me than than you were before. So um, absolutely. Yeah. And and providing that advice for free. So I was going to ask you, um, you know, eventually I might start charging a consulting fee or something like that. Do you charge a consulting fee for your Uh, for your business, if you're looking to get in with a company, like what, what do you kind of provide that advice for free or what happens there?
1: Well, there's a a book that came out a while ago, trust agents by Chris Brogan. And it's really about us giving and giving and giving and establishing trust before making the sale. So I have a meeting in Courtney, on Monday and she's like oh let's do a phone meeting it's our first meeting and i'm like no i'm coming to courtney and that'll be yeah. great and and offering as much help as you can give them without asking too much initially really establishes trust and relationship and then when you're ready to ask for the sale they're ready to listen so so i think that's really helpful and sometimes if i don't end up working with the business i will still be offering that information because word of mouth is important. And so we might not be a good fit together. They, I might even suggest that they work with you because they're more of your type of client, but they're not going to forget that they got a whole bunch of information from me. And I referred them to somebody that I trust as well. And that really is important (laughs) on a small Island such as Vancouver Island.
0: So, so yeah. All right. Well, free consulting fees for both of us. And uh, you can reach out to myself or Leah, whatever you think uh, is necessary. But thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much. That was fun.
0: And you and your company are a real inspiration for me as I get into this business. So uh, we'll have to do this again sometime.
1: Okay, absolutely. That was great. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks.